We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast for Tuesday, June 1st. Jeff Erickson here with Fred Zinke. Uh, and we have a lot to talk about on our plate. Uh, we got to talk about what's right with the Cubs. We'll talk about second chance drafts. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the news that's coming across the wires. A lot of uh, injury updates going on right now. I'm here with, as always, on Tuesdays with Fred Zinke. Fred, aside from mourning your tape tomorrow, Maple Leafs with the one solitary leaf right next to you, kind of sad looks right now. How are you besides that? I think that's taken over all my other emotions right now, but beyond that, I would be fine. Um, but that the Leafs losing has like, it is, it has trumped all emotions and, and pushed them all to the back of the line for now. I, I'm giving it a good, probably 48 hours before okay. I come around to this one. Okay. Uh, I, think, that, I think that's fair. This is supposed to be a good year. It's supposed to be a good one here and it didn't happen. So sorry about that. Um, that is awful. Uh, if you're a fan, I am a Red Wings fan, believe it or not. So I, it's more okay. awful for us right now. Although we had our run. It's yeah. fine. Oh, it was a pretty good run. Yes, it was. It was a quite, <laughs> quite the good run. So I'm pretty happy yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about, uh, jumping right off with the Chicago Cubs. We title this what's right with the Cubs. I'm always told when you tease a topic, you address it right away. That's your one, a story. So Cubs, they are in first place right now. Javi Baez and Chris Bryant have been big time fantasy finds this year. They're doing they're they're doing awfully well. Let's start with Javi Baez. Still striking out a ton. I think it's like 70 strikeouts now against seven walks. Uh yeah. and yet he's hitting pretty good. 
hitting for pretty good average. He's hitting for power and he's running. He's been a very positive fantasy player. Yeah, he has been. I mean, the strikeout rate, he's always like this, this whole like play discipline thing with bias has always been terrible, but it's even worse this year. Like th this is his worst strikeout rate of really of his career, like not counting like a, a brief appearance as a rookie in 2014. Like this is the worst strikeout rate of his career. So um, I've been saying sell on Baez all season. I think I'm not going to back down on that. I think I'm, I'm still a sell understanding for sure that like he could hit 220 going forward or 210 going forward, but still give you power and speed. Like he, he could still do those two things. So if you're okay with that, I guess now I'm going to say hold, but man, like for him to strike out at the rate he's striking at right now and, and still hit 260, I just don't know if he can sustain it. Yeah. 13 homers though, 30 runs, 36 RBI, no. eight stolen bases. I mean, it's a lot of category juice there. I've got him in labor and I have Bryant and those guys are one of the reasons why I'm contending right now. I'm not in first or anything, but uh, at least I, I can squint and still see a, a path there, if you will. But, uh, you know, both those guys are in their walk year. Do the Cubs think about, well, see, the Cubs are in first place now, too. Mm -hmm. What are the Cubs going to do now that they have this? This is a good problem. You know, they, they went cheap in the offseason. You, you know, trade away you, Darvish, you know, really tried to reboot the farm system. Uh, they, they didn't spend money other than Jock Peterson, who's actually kind of sneaky, sneakily been pretty good lately, too. Uh, you know, do they invest in this team? Do they go out and get another starting pitcher? So I could see that. I, I could see that. So uh, speaking of starting pitchers and speaking of what's right with the Cubs, the Cubs had the lowest ERA in baseball during May. So it's not just Baez and Bryant who are getting it done. Like it's mm -hmm. a pitching staff that doesn't have really a lot of name performers. Now, when I dig a, dug a little deeper on some of these guys, like, like, uh, like Davies has been like really like Zach Davies has been really lucky during May. Like he's almost like one-to-one -one strikeout to walk but had an ERA ERA in the ones like that, that that's not going to last. So I think the Cubs are overachieving. If I was sitting in the GM chair in Chicago, my stance I think would be let's give this thing six more weeks and see where this team's at, because there's just a lot of things that could crumble with Baez and maybe an overachieving pitching staff. And maybe they fall back a bit. That being said, no one else is going to run away with that division either. Like the Cardinals aren't going to run away with it. The Reds aren't pitching well enough to run away with it. The Brewers can't hit like, someone's going to win that division with a modest win total. So uh, I, I don't know exactly what, what they're going to do. I did look up um, Baez's uh, XBA uh, from StatCast, and right now it's 228. So, you know, maybe if you can wrap your head around Baez as a 228 hitter, which obviously takes away maybe a steal or two, and but with some power and a bit of speed, if you're happy with that. But I, I don't know. If, if I had Baez in a trading league like you do, I might float him out there and see what I could get for him. Yeah, would it be a certain member of uh, that league that I'm talking to right now that'd be? Except you wouldn't be interested in trading for him. You're the, you're my I trade bet. partner, and for better or worse, and it was definitely for worse as my case is. Little did I know that Joey Votto was going to break a finger uh, right after I traded for him. With ready, you, but, he's ready uh, for a rehab assignment. You may still he get is. Some Joey Votto. They're saying so. like seven to ten days is what they're, yeah. uh, you know, that, what, what they're talking about. Yeah, so we'll see. It wasn't that that long and. If he comes back and hits well, then maybe we had him limited IL, so he wasn't tying up a bench spot. But hey, I need hitting in that league. If I liked Baez, I would be your trading partner for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe I need to take a chance on a guy like Baez. I don't know, but I have lots of pitching in that league right now because my pitchers are starting to come back, and I added Alex or Alec Manoa. But um, but my hitting is just 
not especially with Lindor, like just not coming around. Yeah, don't worry, we're going to get around to Manoa in a second there because you actually did get him in a couple of places, so that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. So let, let's see. Let's let's build a trade market for Javi Baez. We've done this before with other players, slumping players. Let's do it the opposite way. It's a little bit more fun this way, actually. Guys that are doing well. Um, one of the things I'll do is I'll pull up uh, Yahoo. One of the things Yahoo has is really good is the trade analyzer. You can see like who's you know who, who, what what you know you can track other trades have been made across their various leagues. And I think it's a pretty sweet uh, tool, actually. It, it, it helps that you have the volume that they do uh, to be able to check and see how much, uh, how, what what guys have been going for. So uh, I'll pull up Javi Baez there, and we're late enough in the day. We should have a few a few trades in there. Uh, are no results found. Uh, but maybe it's because I typed Javi, but I'll just type Baez. Hold on. You know, live radio, live podcasting. Off <laughs> okay. Uh, Javi or Baez. Here we go. Uh, it was instead of Javi, I just need to type Javier. So straight up, Javier Baez for Manny Machado. Give me the Machado side. I'll take Same that. For sure. Yeah. Uh, that's yep. the only straight up trade I've seen. But uh, some of the other ones are like two for twos and things like that. This is an interesting. Someone traded Javier Baez for Austin Riley and Corbin Burns. And Fred. Not just straight up Corbin Burns, but Javier Baez and Austin Riley. I mean... I mean, Corbin Burns and Austin Riley, that, that's a wow. heck of a windfall for Baez. That's what I'm saying. I, you do see, I do write a trade article on Tuesdays uh, for Yahoo, and, and I, so I use that page a lot. And you do see some really wacky trades in the Yahoo mm -hmm. format. I did look up, while you were looking up trades, I looked up his Memorial Day NFBC ADP because I feel like that could be really useful for people who want to make trades uh, right. right now because that's there were 12 drafts. That's a big enough sample size to give you a pretty good indicator, right? So right. his ADP was 51. Um, some of the hitters who were a few spots above or below him, Adelise Garcia, Christian Yelich, Bryce Harper, Jared Walsh. Uh, Machado was after him. Uh, Jose Abreu was after him. Nolan Arenado was after him. So Bregman right. and Story were after him and DJ LeMahieu. So Story was after him. So mm -hmm. according... Well, maybe because I think drafts happened all the way over to the weekend, so story dropped a lot of bit. So that that's so I was gonna say I took story at three ten, uh, on but that was the very first of the second chance drafts I traded, and so that was Wednesday night. Obviously, yeah. he was healthy then. Yeah, his his earliest was two ten, um, mm -hmm. and then latest was pick eighty four. So yeah, obviously, yeah, there were drafts all the way till Monday morning. I think so. Actually, I know right. there were drafts Monday morning. So yeah, Starling Marte went after Baez. I would like be I would be open to getting Starling Marte for him for sure. Uh, Tay Oscar, guy you love, went after Baez. So mm -hmm. I, I think the return could be could be pretty good. Like if if you think that Baez, if you don't believe in Baez, uh, the problem is so. I feel sometimes when I give it this advice, like I don't have any bias because I was worried about him. So then I didn't draft him. So now the things I'm worried about are still there. He's performing anyways, but the things are still there. So obviously I'm going to be the guy who, because those things are still there, who is going to say, sell them because right. I didn't want to overlook those things in the first place. If those things were gone, then I'd say, okay, well, he's corrected all the things that bothered me, but he hasn't. So so I'm not a, I'm, I'm a sell on, on bias, but on the pitching side, if you want a pitcher like Lance Lynn went around him, Julio yeah. Arias, uh, Joe Musgrove went a little before him. The, the good closers went around him. Edwin Diaz went around him, uh, on the starting side, Ryu, Trevor Rogers. So there's some pretty good, yeah, all the good closers are kind of in that range, but the pitching went really early in those, 
Yeah, uh, I was just going to say that. Drops. Well, and our, our friend and your colleague, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo, was in, in the same draft as me, and he drafted five pitchers to start in six of the first seven. Uh, team four next to him went four of five and six of eight. Team three went uh, first two and six of seven. So you can just see there's some pretty heavy pitching strategies. Rob Silver drafting the first spot went four straight hitters to begin his draft. Okay. You're right. It was really hitting heavy, uh, pitching heavy. So, of course, I went pitters at the end of the draft instead. <laughs> I, uh, right. I don't know if that was smart or not, but that's that's what we we ended up doing. Yeah, it's hard to when the value when you feel like the value is falling like that. Um, it's hard to ignore it. Dalton's actually in my main event league and did the same thing or or something. Very, he did it in similar. every draft this year. He did yeah. it in friends and family and he's having a great year, too. As, he is. This has been the yeah. year I mentioned that I think in our notes that um, who was it with Jack Flaherty leaving? It's just I I really noticed Jack Flaherty departing yesterday, and maybe he has an oblique issue, and we'll see where that goes. But um, he's one of the few like for how we always talk about how pitching's risky. Not only has pitching have the aces lived up as far as on a performance basis, other than Luis Castillo, they've lived up in terms of performance, but they've all stayed healthy. We've seen these hitters dropping like flies, like Christian right. Yelich. Um, and the pitchers are, for the most part, staying healthy. Even when Degrom left, like he, what he missed, like one or two starts. So, right. Um, and then it was dominant when he came back too. Absolutely. So, you know, so the the hitters have been the ones getting dinged up lately. So we'll see where this goes with pitching. We'll see if all these aces last through the season. If they do, I think you'll see a lot of, of a trend to draft the aces early next year because they are immensely valuable if they hold up. And like they're under the bargain for the full six months. It's just the concern is that they won't. So we're still right. at the one third mark. We'll see how many of these pitchers are still standing by the end. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a really good point. It's just we've had such ridiculous attrition uh, among the hitting side of mm -hmm. things that I almost think like in in comparison the pitchers look pretty safe, but they they've gotten hurt a little bit here and there too. Yep. No. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. But those aces have been really good. It's funny for years we always said. Some people would say don't draft the elite starters because they could get hurt. And if they get hurt, they're serious injuries and, you know, they'll sap, you know, your your production and everything. But then other people have gone with the theory of, well, that means you got to draft a few of these guys because you're going to lose one or two. So mm -hmm. if you only draft two starters in the first 10 rounds and then you lose one, now we only have one starter from the first 10 rounds and your staff's not good and you're not going to win. Right. It's almost like <laughs> this year, it's almost like it's flipped where you're like, hey, these hitters are going to keep getting hurt. So you're going to, you need to have a deep pool of hitters so that you can, you know, so you can withstand this. So I, I will see, like I say, when the chips settle at the end of the, or, you know, at, at the end of the season, like if all these guys like Corbin Burns and glass now and Bauer, if all these guys end up making 30 starts or will we have a run at some point this summer, maybe right. where the workload catches up with them and they, and they all need breaks or, or get shut down or something. That's a great point. Um, and we'll see how that plays out, especially like, mm -hmm. you know, glass now seems like a, a perfect candidate for that too, given how the Rays manage their pitching. He already would have been a good candidate and even in a normal year, let alone this year. So we'll see. Uh, go, pivoting back to the Cubs, uh, Chris Bryant, we talked about him, but let's, let's get specifics mm -hmm. on uh, what he's done. I talk about a guy that's having a great year. Uh, he, he's gone. Uh, he's hitting 324. First of all, he's got 36 runs, 12 homers, 36 RBIs, two stolen, two bases. Yeah, third and third, third and outfield eligibility. I think he's close to adding first base eligibility. Uh, in fact, on Yahoo, I know he has that first base eligibility. He went around after uh, Javi Baez, uh, which at least in my in, at least in my uh, second chance draft, I don't know what his ADP is. I don't have that in front of me, but uh, that that's someone that also is is 
really benefiting. He's also in a walk here. And by the way, I think he's like the least likely to resign with the Cubs too. So if anything does go mm-hmm. sideways with them later on this year, he's probably the most likely to get dealt. Yes, that's quite possible. Yeah, so his ADP in the Memorial Day Leagues was 39. That put him right after Kyle Tucker, Aaron Judge, and Cody Bellinger, and right before uh, Randy Rosarena, Jesse Winker, Tim Anderson. And then we get into more of the Baez group right after that. So, uh, yeah, so he's been pushed, like, that's to me, especially when you think about how many pitchers went early. Like, I'm not going to sort by hitters right now, but that pushes him up to the point where he's being around the 20th hitter. So oh, that that's a that is a big jump. I feel like that's aggressive. His XBA is 282, so he's over it by about 40 points. Um, now that 282 is the best of his career, though. So uh, he, it's funny. We always thought this. We always thought Chris Bryant, like when he had the the 39 homer, 939 OPS season, we just assumed that that was the start of like six or seven seasons in a row like that. Yeah, and then it, and then it didn't happen. Maybe it'll happen now. I felt like he was. I have no Brian. I felt like he had like some injuries had maybe physically robbed him of his peak potential at this point. But so far, at least he's been able to, to turn back the clock to 2016 and he looks like that kind of hitter again. So, um, and this is in a season where offense has been hard to come by. Like he's been immensely valuable getting that, that batting average in a season where the batting averages have been so low. So yeah, yeah. I, I, if you were going to sell high on one or the other, I think I would sell high. I think I would sell high on Baez, although I guess it depends on team makeup and whether I could spare Baez steals more yeah, than Brian's that's a good average. Question, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you want to hear some of the results on the Baez, I mean, the Bryant trades, they are okay. wild. They're all okay. over the place. First two, I mean, I, I'm stunned they were able to get this. Straight up for Jacob deGrom. Crazy. Straight up, straight up for Trevor Bauer. Also wow. crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But also yeah. straight up for Mitch Hanniger. Straight right. up. For, yeah. Hmm. The Mitch Hanniger one's interesting because at first you could be like, oh, that's crazy. Like he should be worth way more than Rich Han- Mitch Hanniger. But Mitch Hanniger has more home runs, just barely. Um, this They're the same. Like they're, they're actually so similar. Just Bryant has more batting average. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Bryant, I guess, has two steals. Although I wouldn't say that's like a really a sign that you're going to get a lot more steals or any more steals from Bryant the rest of the way. But yeah, home runs, Hanniger's plus two combined runs in RBIs. Um, uh, Bryant's plus one. So Bryant's got the batting average on Hanniger. So it's, I don't think that one's crazy or anything. I think the other ones are crazy. Uh, this yeah. is why though, too, when sometimes when we talk about trades and give people advice on trades, they'll be like, Oh, Oh, like that'll never happen. That'll never happen. If, if you look at those Yahoo trade pages, you realize that a yeah. lot of things happen. It does happen. You know, Look, it yeah. happened right there. Yeah, yeah. No, it like, doesn't happen in our league, but you hear crazy trades in Tout Wars every you once do. in a while. And you do. You, like I've had head scratching trades in Tout Wars and Labor where I see two other people have made a trade and I look at it and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Really? Somebody was willing to do that. Eh? Like, so they do. And that, and that, and those are industry leagues, like people who work in the industry. So if it can happen in those leagues, like it's going to, and, and like Yahoo, ESPN, CBS type leagues, those make up the majority of leagues. So yep. like, that's, I, that's I, the big point that you got to remember too, is this, there's mm-hmm. the way we play NFBC, Tau, mm-hmm. whatever. It's usually pretty deep, right? Mm-hmm. Most people don't play that way. And I think sometimes we have mm-hmm. to remember that when, when we're dispensing our advice. That's right. Yeah. I, I had someone say to me on Twitter the other day that I, I said, sell low on Blake Snell. Like, I don't think he's coming around. I wasn't a Blake Snell guy. So maybe this is just confirmation bias for me, but I said, sell low on Blake Snell. Like just go out and find some marginal player who you like, you believe in 
and trade Blake Snell for him and don't drop him, just find someone and sell for him. And then someone, some people said to me on Twitter, like, well, you can't sell low. You, like, that doesn't work. You can't do that. And I was, mm-hmm. was going to send them a link to the Yahoo trade market page and be like, I think, I, I think you're wrong because he's been traded like 25 times in the last 24 hours. And you know, you can, you can sell low, find a pitcher you like, who's not a name pitcher, but, but you like him and he's off to a decent start this year and offer Blake Snell and the other owner will be tempted to take such a big name guy for someone who's kind of marginal. Right. So, you know, you, you can make those deals. There's a lot of leagues out there and you never know so, unless you ask. You're not wrong. There are a ton of trades uh, involving him. Some with some pretty good value. Mm-hmm. One straight up for Jose Altuve. Great. Another another straight up for your favorite struggling guy, Francisco Lindor. Uh, Perfect. Another straight up for Paul Goldschmidt. These are all oh, ones that I, you know, yeah. I'd be happy to get that return for Snell right now. Very happy. Goldie, maybe yeah. not, I guess, but you've also seen the other side. I saw a straight up for AJ Minter. They must be a holds league, I hope. Uh, I hope so. Another straight up for Noah Syndergaard. Ugh, I mean, not good, not good. Yeah. Yikes. Um, but you see, you definitely there is a market. You know, you have to bang down a lot of doors. Usually, though, you can find some other trade. Two more Chris Bryant trades, and we'll move on. Uh, Chris Bryant straight up for Carlos Rodon. North side, south side trade there. I like that one. I think that's pretty fair because Rodon's been really good. Like, Bryant's overachieved. Rodon's mm-hmm. overachieved to a much higher degree. Their Memorial Day ADP is side by side. So mm-hmm. that feels like a pretty fair trade. I mean, either, like, I don't think Bryant could totally turn into a pumpkin, but he could certainly regress. And, but Rodon could, I don't think Rodon could totally turn into a pumpkin, but let's right. be honest, it's Rodon. He could get hurt at any minute. That's right. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, Chris Bryant for Nick Castellanos. Oh, I would take, I would take Castellanos. Okay. How about you? But I, I like Castiano. That was my uh, snap reaction too. I do think Bryant runs a little bit more. Focus on a little bit, but it is something. It's non-negligible. Right. Uh, and three positions makes it that evens True. it out quite a bit. Castiano's just for the Memorial Days a little earlier. He's picked thirty-two. Bryant's picked thirty-nine. In between them, there's only three hitters. So, but he's just a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that that's an interesting thing uh, to see uh, what happens there. I did get a big trade offer from Salfino and friends and family. I'll, I'll, I'll address it later, but I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> it's going to be, Oh, it's no, it's, it's a dumb trade. I'm not even oh, remotely okay. going to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, that this is the ultimate insult for Salfino. When you get your trade rejected live on the air. I don't mean to, to do it that to be so <laughs> insulting, but oh, <laughs> he's trying to get Jose Ramirez from me and Marcus Semien. And I'd get, I'd get an improvement at catcher at Sal Perez, but I don't care really about an improvement at catcher to be honest and Correa and Pineda. No, not going to do it. No, not close. Yeah. yeah Marcus Simeon has been ama- amazing lately. Now he could go down the lineup and Springer, if when Springer gets back, but I mean, Ramirez is a first round talent and Simeon has been awesome at work. No, and Springer's going to go like third or fourth. He won't, he's not going to move Simeon down the bottom of the, uh, gonna... I don't know about that. Simeon is we'll not going to go seven or eight. He's been too good. I don't know. I'm saying he's going to go seven or eight, but I don't know. One of those guys is one of those guys was signed to a long-term contract to be the team's lead off hitter. So, okay. So it, he goes to him from one to two. He's not going to the bottom of the order. He could. That's an, it's an interesting, I would put, I would probably put Springer at cleanup 
and just lead them. I feel like you can't move Bichette back any further. I feel like you can't move Guerrero back any further. I feel like two and three are locked in. So yeah. either Springer, but but I could put Simeon fourth and put Springer lead off since that was kind of the role he was That's, signed. But see, okay, but my point is he's not going. He, okay, I don't if think he goes right. I don't think down. He's, he's not going down to a spot that's bad. He's going. He's going to go in a very productive spot in that order, regardless. They're not going to. They, Unless they love your boy Tay Oscar at cleanup, so they don't want to move him out of there, and then yeah. Simeon has to go all the way down to fifth. Well, it's still yeah. fine in yeah. that lineup. He could still have could still have Guriel and Grichik after him. So Hernandez has not batted anywhere but cleanup this season. So yeah. it's a really interesting one. With, I, I mean, injuries may sort the whole thing out, and someone might be hurt by the time Springer gets back. But mm-hmm. it's a really interesting one. That they, they were the top OPS in baseball during May. Like I don't know right. how you move a lot of guys around in that lineup, but it's also George Springer. You got to you can't put him sixth. Yeah, Springer did bat lead off all four games. He was back. So I, I know I, I just saw that. So um, now we're gonna look to see where Semyon was those days. Like fifth or sixth. Oh, I think you like know sixth. what? It was sixth. Yeah. Um. Okay then. I could see Simeon fifth. I could see them go Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Teoscar. They haven't moved Bichette, Guerrero, or Teoscar like at all. So I feel like Springer and Simeon may have to bookmark those guys in some order. And like I said, one of them has a long-term contract. So yeah. Um, yeah. But either way, like I say, hitting fifth after all those studs and then hitting maybe in front of Grichik, who's hit well this year in Guriel, still really good. Yeah. So this is me being dismissive of Semyon being dropped. This is me like, oh, he did that sixth. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, he, and, but since then, he's been so good hitting leadoff. Like he took off. He kind of took right. off in May right after he went back to leadoff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, okay. Um, interesting there. Uh, yeah. If you want to bet on the Blue Jays, you want to bet on the Cubs. We were talking about the Cubs earlier. I, I was uh, remiss in not mentioning our sponsor, WinBet. Uh, that's W-Y-N-N bet. Uh, dot com and uh they if you if you're allowed to bet in your municipality please do so they sponsor us and we want them to be happy sponsoring us so check out winbet.com uh we're gonna keep moving on here though uh, you mentioned patrick wisdom let's go ahead and get you know as we're talking little cubs here had a big day yesterday uh hit, hit a couple of bombs have stolen base pretty good day uh, so I so I looked into Patrick Wisdom because I don't have much wisdom on him, and yep. to see if there's anything there. It's um, like pulling teeth, getting information. From him, <laughs> oh, I went for a small pun, and you just went right over the top with that. <laughs> one. That's really good. Um, from the top row, I love it. That's terrific. Um, anyways, it, so minor league numbers not good at all. Career mm-hmm. two forty four batting average, seven fifty nine OPS. Like he's twenty nine years old. There's basically nothing to see here except. I did notice that in 2019 in AAA, he hit 31 home runs. So if there's one thing, 2017 in AAA, he hit 31 home runs. His two 31 home run seasons in the minors. So there is some pop here. So maybe there's enough pop for NL only. I don't know if I'm ready for mixed yet, but, but, and as far as speed goes, he has 51 career steals in a long minor league career. So he's probably not much of a base stealer, but it's hard not to notice someone who gets two home runs in a steal in a single game. Like even like, that's not a common occurrence in baseball. I know the Homer steal combo happens like a fair amount, like, I don't know, one a day or something like that, but two homers in a steal is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so there is some pop there. If he's, if he can get in David Bote's out, maybe if he can get into a regular, regular playing time, maybe, you know, maybe at third base or something, maybe wisdom could be helpful in the short term. I think he's something to watch for the rest of the week for sure. 
Yeah, he is. Uh, he, he absolutely <laughs> is. Uh, okay. And but he wasn't even hitting a triple A this year. He was horrible in triple A before he got the call. So I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's he it caught a heater. He, you know, he, we we just talked a little bit about uh, uh, Chris Paddock on the show today, and to, Paddock gave up three homers yesterday. I just think it was one of just those bad days for Paddock. That's the way I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the tricky thing. Also, like you were saying, you said he wasn't hitting in AAA, but the AAA sample sizes are still so small. Mm-hmm. So, like, like he had he played he had 34 AAA right. plate appearances. Like, if if we had a, any major leaguer after 34 plate appearances, you'd say, well, you can't do. It. We we would all say, like, you can't say much about that. It's only 34 plate appearances. He did have three home runs in those 34 plate appearances. So he just yeah. wasn't hitting for he just wasn't hitting for average. That could be bad Babbitt luck. Or whatever. So um, the AAA stats. I think you you hit on something really interesting there. That just that we're we've been dying for minor league stats. So now I find myself looking at them maybe right. more more than I would normally at this time of year because mm-hmm. I've been dying for them. But then I have to pull myself back and be like, oh yeah, small sample size. Just like how we weren't giving up on major leaguers like three weeks into the season, four weeks. That's into right. The season. That's right. Yeah. One other wisdom note because mm-hmm. let, let, we got to cover every single angle of Patrick Wisdom. Uh, his other homework came against the Pirates. It was the second funniest sequence of things to happen that day. The first was the Javi Baez get run back to home plate play uh, with Will, Will Craig and all that. The other one, later on, next inning, Wisdom's up there. They rule that he got hit by a pitch, right? Walks down first right. base. Pirates challenge, overturns, so he hits a homer instead. That was That's, that's the way the Pirates be, day was going. That has got to be one of the worst sequences. Like those two plate appearances back-to-back. Yep. Have got to be one of the worst sequences for uh, for a major league team ever. Yeah, I think that was like, a, as far as an inning later, but yeah, it was it yeah. was really embarrassing. Yeah, uh, so th- I thought that I found that highly amusing, of course. Yeah, uh, instead, yeah. although uh, it did ruin a otherwise decent outing from Tyler Anderson in that one. There, if you look at his outing, he was cruising, and then that bias play happened. All of a sudden, two runs come in. They're earned. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the bias play, I still don't understand how there was not an error in that play, but anyways. It's like it's a, it's such a mental error, I guess, that it, it's like they they judge physical errors. It's just a like a brain fart. So I have I have a decent amount of Tyler Anderson, and I was annoyed about the play. And it's funny, you know, when you play a lot of fantasy, when you're watching that highlight as everybody's tweeting it out, and your emotion that how funny it is, isn't your first emotion. Your emotion is like, Oh, I was starting Tyler Anderson. Gosh. Right. And right. then later I'm like, okay, I need to step back and appreciate this. It's really funny. 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah. If you have a stake in anything, that's the first thing you think of is your totally. stake, whether it's betting or if it's fantasy. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, quick uh, note from our sponsors. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Like any good team, Hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. And that was a very quick note if you're doing the live stream with us there. Uh, we are uh, going to talk a little bit bad news here. Adalberto Mondesi got hurt again. They're hoping it's not serious. It's a hamstring injury, though. It's never great. You're always like, Ugh. and you make your money with your legs. That's that's really bad news. It is. I remember way back in the Ben Revere days in Tout Wars, Corey Schwartz saying to me, he's like, I never like to get someone whose value is totally tied or mostly tied up in their legs because – one little leg injury and all of a sudden it just all goes poof. So they're yeah. saying this isn't a big deal with Modesty. Um, I, I only partially agree with what Corey said. Like I do understand what, where he was coming from. And we were, when we were talking about Ben Revere with him, this particular season, we were discussing, he was right. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, that being said, like, I don't want to totally overreact because I know how cautious MLB teams are with injuries this year. So maybe Modesty's fine in a couple of days and, and goes back to stealing bases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would, that'd be ideal. Uh, but he's not in the lineup tonight. Nicky Lopez is starting at shortstop in this one. Royals are, they're, they're kind of shifting things around. You know, Jorge Soler has been also dealing with a hamstring injury and also dealing with not being very good at baseball, uh, this year. Uh, and that, that's a killer combination. Uh, Edward Olivares is not only is he starting, but he's hitting fifth tonight. Uh, I did not, I do not have him anywhere. I know Todd Zola, who, by the way, I just found out is going to be your podcast co-host next week. Nice. Uh, uh, he, he is a big Oliveras fan. Do you have him in any places? So I just, I haven't had a lot of opportunity yet because he wasn't available in NFBC leagues on Sunday. So, because he just came up, I believe on Sunday, I, I'm pretty sure I read that right. Cause I didn't, I didn't put bids right. in on him on Sunday because he came up Sunday. So I, so he'll, he's someone who I'll look at this coming Sunday in labor. I was out 
actually in labor, I didn't bid for him because I bid so big on Manoa. I, I guess I could have gone a contingent on Oliveris, but I didn't. I was just kind of focused on Manoa. So um, right. in NFPC, though, I could see him being in my somewhere, depending on how this week goes, I could see me having bids in for him. How about you? Yeah, I definitely could. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. hey, hey, it's hard finding outfielders that can help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this this is definitely a guy that can help you. And I think this is a guy that we were looking for last year after the trade from the Padres to see, okay, what's he going to be able to do? He didn't do a whole lot last year. He hit 240 with the 267 uh, OBP. That's usually like a little bit of a bigger spread with your average in OBP. Four mm-hmm. walks, 25 Ks, 0 for 2 on the base pass, did have three homers. He was really tearing it up at triple a uh this year uh so we'll see you know I, I think he's one of those late blooming prospects he's 25 we actually don't have him like rated you know james anderson doesn't have him in his prospect ranking so he's kind of one of those guys he's a toolsy skills guy but yeah yet he doesn't rate high in some places it's kind of odd uh but that but I, I do think he could be useful and again i kind of view him like as i viewed tyler o'neill earlier a guy that can give you power and speed Okay, we'll take the risk on the uh, on the batting average. Hopefully, it's Adelis Garcia or or he's yep. Tyler O'Neill, and you kind of go from yep. there. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. And the playing time is, as you said, is readily available. Like Soler has been awful, and then mm-hmm. uh, and and he, um, Oliveris can also play center field. And right. Michael Taylor, I've I've had some Michael Taylor on some rosters, uh, and he was fine at the start of the season. He's been going along. He hasn't been terrible. Like he's not killing you and he's not killing the Royals or anything, but he basically just bats like seventh to ninth in the Royals lineup goes one for four. Not much really happens. Like they play draw dice in a bit in center. So there's lots of opportunities for all of ours. If he's hitting, he'll be playing, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, just, he's got to get off to a good start. That's basically yep. it. Uh, yep. So we'll see. Um, anyways, Victor Robles off the IL. He will start tonight, but he's mm-hmm. batting ninth. Uh, yep. Don't like seeing that. Uh, but he, he supposedly no limitations, I think is the line they used with him. Yeah. Except for, you know, him not being a good except baseball player and batting ninth. Yeah. I, I yeah. think of him and Miles straw as the two guys, two guys from this past draft season that maybe we should learn a lesson from where um, they were maybe going to bat lead off. And we were hoping they were going to bat. Well, people were, some people were hoping they were going to bat lead off, um, but it was basically lead off or ninth. That seemed mm-hmm. to be, you know, and we all knew that both of them had marginal plate skills as far as like whether they could hold that leadoff spot. We weren't really right. sure. Like we knew it would be tight for them to hold it. And in the end, neither one of them, I, I don't think Straw ever even got there, but Robles didn't hold it. So I think maybe there's a bit of a cautionary tale there that just don't get too hyped about someone being a leadoff hitter if you're not sure if he's got the plate skills for it. And the alternative is ninth. If it's, if it's leadoff hitter, like we we're just talking about Simeon, if it's leadoff hitter or you're hitting like fifth, then sure. But if it's leadoff hitter or ninth, then you probably should be just, you might, you might want almost 50, 50, those two like project his leadoff hitter stats, project his nine stats and split the difference on them or something like that. Sure. And I'd even go another step farther and say AL versus NL is the other thing mm-hmm. to look at here too, because yeah. eight or nine in the AL isn't nearly the death sentence it is in the NL. That's right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Robles, I have the only place I have him is in the XFL, which is a keeper league share. Mm-hmm. Activate him this week. Um, so I'm hoping to get some speed, but uh, I hate seeing him bat ninth. I also have no choice but to use him because everybody else is hurt on that team. It's him or Jackie Bradley Jr. So, okay, I'll, I'll use Robles, but you know, mm-hmm. th- that's not exactly a bountiful choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, looking at him, he 10 games at leadoff, and now he's got 12 games at eighth. 
to this will be 17 at ninth. Yeah, that's you. You didn't get the leadoff hitter you were hoping for, and and he didn't earn it. 671 OPS hitting leadoff, no home runs yeah. this year. Yeah, not good. Had a lot of news coming out of Marlins camp today. Uh, not camp, but at, from the Marlins today. Sixo mm-hmm. Sanchez had a setback. Uh, you asked me, do we drop him? I answer is yes. I I believe I, I already have dropped him in the main. Dropped him, and even though he was a ninth round pick in the team that Schuler and I drafted, we just. You know, we have to be cold-blooded on that one yep. there. And I, I dropped him a while ago even. But uh, if you were holding on this long, I still think it's I, – I don't think it's a sunk – I think it's that cost that you had of holding him all along, that's sunk. That's done. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean you're committed to holding him going forward. You're, you're, you, the value that he had two days ago is not here today. I'd still drop him. Yeah, we're probably now – I mean, they ha- they've said this setback maybe isn't – is he's just shut down for a few days, blah, blah, blah. Like now I think we're looking at like all-star break or something. One of the things is if you drop someone, it doesn't have to be final. Like That's you right. can drop, you can drop him. And if someone else in your league wants to go ahead and pick him up on Sunday, like the next Sunday, then sure they can have them. Um, but you can drop them and you could wait three weeks and then maybe your roster's a little healthier or whatever. And you decide, you know what, I'll put in a bit on them and pick them back up. Like there's no yeah. reason you can't do that. I have a, in one of my 15s, someone dropped him maybe, four weeks ago, three weeks ago. And I picked him up and my roster was pretty healthy at the time. And I felt like I had room and he's still on my bench. Now, now I might drop him, but that still doesn't mean I've given up on him again. If someone wants to pick him up the next Sunday, they can, but you know, just if I drop him, it doesn't mean I'm out on him. It just means maybe I, I think I can use that bench spot better for now. Yeah. But what a bust so far. I mean, we're, I know. I, I mean, we should have seen perhaps them getting sent down to start the season to manage the workload, but then the shoulder thing happened. So he, he still probably should not have been a, a top 10 round pick uh, in, a, in a 15 team nope. league. He's probably in, in a 12, he might not have been, but uh, anyhow, but he, he definitely shouldn't have been that early when we know when they knew, when we knew they were going to manage his workload. It's just, it take, took on another level here. Uh, good news though. Jazz Chisholm is back today. He's batting lead off for the Marlins going against uh, your Jays. And Mr. Robert Ray. So, what, what are your thoughts on Jazz Chisholm? He's someone I kind of whiffed on, no pun intended, because he strikes out a lot. But he's someone yeah. that I kind of whiffed on at the start of the season. Um, I just and maybe this is now he's different than Javi Baez because he'll draw Chisholm will draw a walk. So, um, mm-hmm. but but he's been he's got a 286 average, but a 417. Babip, and I know he's power has some power, and I know he can run, but a four seventeen Babip is not sustainable. It, not even Tim Anderson can sustain this. Who always some seems to somehow manage to sustain Babips that he right. that are unsustainable. So if, if Tim Anderson can't do it, no one can. Uh, no. His XBA is two thirty eight. So I kind of feel a little bit about Chisholm, like I feel about Baez. Um, if if you have him in a trading league and you want to keep him, keep him with the knowledge that there's a good chance that you won't get a good batting average going forward. Like if, if you get that, you've gotten lucky. You keep him for the power speed combo and you, you know, you may have to live with the 230, 240 type batting average going forward, which isn't a killer in this era, but it's, it's not right. helpful. So um, if, if you, if you want full value for him, maybe you look to move him at some point, maybe not right now since he just came off the IL, but if he has a nice, nice week or something, when he first comes back, you could. Yeah, I think that's right. Giancarlo Stanton, not on the uh, lineup today. Uh, Glaber Torres, not in the lineup today. Stanton, since coming back from the I, uh, IL, is 0 for 12 with 8 Ks. Yankees had a miserable weekend in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, really awful. Uh, just, nothing's wrong with him physically. Uh, uh, he just doesn't have his timing back. He's getting a day today. Glaber Torres, also not hurt, just not playing either. Just stinky. 
Yeah, just so when you make your pitcher decisions right now, how do you factor in the Yankees? I think I noticed today may, their May lineup, OP, like team OPS, I think was fifth last in baseball. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was basically fifth last. It was fourth, sixth, yeah. whatever, but fifth last in baseball. So they should be a streaming target. I can't get my head to make them a streaming target. Like, what's your what's your state? Are they just like a nothing right now? Like, if, if you'd right regularly use the pitcher, you'll use them against the Yankees, kind of like like a St. Louis Cardinals or something like that, kind of middle of the pack type offense. Yeah, I guess so. I don't usually like using my pitchers against the Cardinals either, though, too. So okay. for whatever it's worth, uh, especially because the Cardinals don't K a lot either. Um, right, right. Uh, no Voight in this lineup, but mm-hmm. it's it's they're hurting. Frazier's yeah. been a colossal disappointment. Their outfield today is Andujar, Gardner, Frazier. That's not Ugh. what you wanted to see when you're a Yankees fan to begin the season. Yeah. Uh, and yet... And Odor batting second. Oh yeah, that too. Oh. And Mike and Ford batting not, fifth. And LeMahieu's not. LeMahieu's not clicking so far this year. Like no. it's fine, like two sixty average or something. But LeMahieu's not doing his like hit three forty thing and really set the table for them. Let's put it this way: I think if you have Tyler, if if you're playing uh, DFS tonight, don't shy away from paying up for Tyler Glasnow against this lineup. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I think last week I had uh, Tarek Skubal for a two start week and when I first looked at the schedule, I was like, Cleveland, good. Yankees, ah, oh, maybe maybe we don't want to use him. Um, and then, you know, the more I looked into it, I was like, Yankees, why not? And then he ended up being great against the Yankees. So I think that's also helped me turn, uh, just turn my line of thinking for, for now. Yeah. I, I, for now, I think, go ahead and I'm not, I'm not picking up guys being like, hooray, they play the Yankees, but I'm certainly not avoiding them right now. Yeah, uh, I, I don't blame you. Hey, your guy, Alec Manoa, didn't have any problems with him in his no. debut. Uh, he no. pitches tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You you got him, Fred. You got him in labor, and you got him in uh, your main event. So in uh, in labor, you pay 24, I think, right? Yeah, I did. You won a tiebreaker. Who did you win the tiebreaker against? Do you remember? I, I don't know, actually. I don't think – I don't know if it's. Oh, showed. they don't reveal that. That's right. That's right. Otherwise, I'll offer that guy a trade. Yeah, of course you will. <laughs> Uh, I bid 17. So even though I only had $38 in fab left, I still was willing to go pretty hard against him, but it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you're obviously buying it. How much did you get him for in the main event? It was a lot. It was 370 So, um, yeah. Well, oh, by the way, fun story on that labor bid. It was 21 I went to bed about, I'm an East Coaster. I, I do not stay up for the midnight labor run. I went to bed around 11. I switched it from 21 to 24 right before I went to bed. Ah. Looked up in the morning and won the tiebreaker. So um, anyways, nice. I uh, it was 370 in the main. I had, a I, with Jeff Zimmerman, I had a lot left in the main. Like we were around mm-hmm. 700 left. Um, and that, and our team has done a lot better offensively than with pitching. The starting pitching has been fine, but the offense right. has been the, the strength of the team so far. So I decided, well, we decided to, to go for it with Manoa. So we still have about, I guess, about 320. We have 320 or so left. Um, I I think Manoa is an interesting package. Like the stats are great. Like spring training, his debuts, mm-hmm. AAA stats this year are great. When you watch him pitch, he's, he's huge. Like he looks good. Like he looks like he can do this. His pitches look great. Like when I watched him against yeah. the Yankees, like the great movement, great velocity. Like he looks like, again, he looks like a big guy who can, who's ready for the majors and, you know, doesn't seem like he's going to be overwhelmed. The blue Jays have an obvious need in the rotation. 
Um, they have a lineup who can really support him well and score some runs for him. So, and, and it doesn't seem like there are a lot of other great pitching prospects on the horizon right now. I went through, um, before I made the bids, I went through the MLB pipeline top 100. And then I also looked over at Rotowire and looked at some of the prospect lists and, I don't see other pitchers who have a 2021 arrival expectation who are tearing it up in AAA right now or AA right now. There was actually a Reds prospect. I forget his name off the top of my head. Hunter Green. It was not Hunter Green. It was someone oh. else who I want to say his last name started with an L. Lodolo. Nick Lodolo. That's right. Lodolo. So he was maybe the next best one as far as like his ranking and prospect systems and his early 2021 minor league stats they right. look pretty good but so maybe he'll be up at some point but there wasn't another guy like gilbert logan gilbert's already up there wasn't another guy where i was like oh if i don't get manoa this other guy will be up in like two or three weeks so that made yeah. me a little more interested in going all in on him yeah i i think your logic's sound um i I'm, i i'm a little regretful that i didn't go harder than i did on him i got you know, i he went for 145 in one of my mains wow and wow. I had like a $125 keep him honest bid in there. And mm -hmm. that's bit. So the thing is going into this week, we had already spent over half our budget. We only had 443 going in. And, you know, I I've learned from previous years when, you know, the, the big name prospect, you know, the spending the $300 on one guy thing, hmm. it's dicey. It's it really is. dicey. And then you're left with a lot of you two and $3 bids the rest of the way. Uh, and, and then and also you're really short in September usually. And so, you know, and, you know, Fabo Palooza, I got Austin Riley, yay, for six weeks. Um, Nicky <laughs> yeah. Lopez, not even six days. Was that a good bid? Mm -hmm. It was a bad bid from the day I got it, but uh, mm -hmm. you know that that was like sixty percent of my budget, and it, it was it was it, it killed. It really did. It it hurt a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I, I knew when I I was gonna say I knew when I made the Manoa bid that there would only be one of these this season, right? Like that like I yeah. can't do another Manoa now. Like maybe no. at some point if we've saved up enough money, I could go we could go like a hundred right. on someone, but that's about it. Like like other than that, that it's probably 50, 60 as as a total max. Like we basically have about twenty bucks a week left. Um I mean, we don't, there'll be weeks where we could just not even use the 20 and kind of bank it back up again. But mm -hmm. I knew, you, yeah, you can't make, you, you, you really have to pick your spots on these. Uh, something I've always thought about with rookie pitchers versus rookie hitters, and I don't know if this really carries any weight or not, but I've always felt like with a rookie pitcher, at least everything's under his control. So Manoa yeah. can come up and just do his thing. He can throw his yeah. favorite pitches. He can, he gets to pick where he spots them. If he spots them well, that's on him. If he doesn't, right. that's on him. Austin Riley comes up and starts raking and then teams change how they're pitching to him. And then they can bring in certain handed pitchers or they can throw him certain right. pitches more. Everything is in the play the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The starting pitcher, at least when he comes up now, I do get that if you don't have a deep enough arsenal or enough talent or whatever, like the major league hitters are going to make you pay for that. I get that. But, um, at least for Manoa, who seems quite talented, like at least this is in his control when he goes out again tomorrow night, you know, he can throw, he can mix his pitches how he wants to and how the team wants him to. And then the Marlins have to react to that as opposed to, as opposed to Jared Kelnick, who's up right now. And I think has been mostly like at least partially unlucky so far, but Kelnick who's up and now he has to deal with teams throwing whatever pitches they want and he's got to handle them and giving them whatever relief relievers they want. And he has to handle that. So Manoa doesn't quite have to deal with that. Yeah. Part of, I think Kelnick's problem is the, the debate, you know, the debate on whether he's going to get the call 
whether all the all the the story about you know what happened this offseason, his possible grievance and all that, he's not sneaking up on everybody. They were ready to try to attack him, I think, a little bit more because of that, because of all the hype with him. Uh, it, it's just a half fake theory. We'll see, we'll see if it, if that's true. But I think I see him adjusting too. I think I'd be actually pretty optimistic about him going forward. David Price, he's making another bullpen start today. Uh, they did say they're treating it like a bullpen game. Last time out, went two and two thirds, five Ks. Uh, you ask, uh, should how are you treating him? Uh, basically, is you know, and the thing is, like, you can't really use him in our fantasy leagues when he's working as an opener. But he's starting to pitch really well. Is this someone you want to just hold and stash? Yeah, that's really the question. You're right. Like, so an opener is the worst job for fantasy because you can't yeah. get a win. You, like, you know, like I'd rather you want the piggyback guy. You'd even want just the seventh inning guy, like mm-hmm. ahead of the opener. But yeah, like his his last time out, two and two thirds. You know, not only scoreless but hitless, hitless, no base runners, right. um, five strikeouts. Um, you know, I mean, he, he was off last season. He didn't get off to a good start this year. But I'm looking at about once in about his last 10 outings, he's been scored on. Um, could the Dodgers at some point start stretching him back out and have him as a rotation option by the summer? It would certainly be, for what they're paying him, it would certainly be a lot cheaper for them to do that than to uh, leave him in the bullpen and have to trade for a starter, for example, if they need to win this summer. So I wonder if he's right. just someone to keep an eye on where if this went well, you know, maybe he piggyback. Maybe Tony Gonsolin comes back soon, but he piggybacks off him and stays stretched out. And when there's an injury, maybe he gets in the rotation. Yeah, that could be the way they approach it. I mean, it's the Dodgers. We know how they uh, kind of just juggle their rotation, ju- juggle their roster mm-hmm. spots, for that matter. Uh, mm-hmm. They've had to do more juggling this year, not by choice, is the difference. But yes, uh, yeah. And if you can get up to the point where you're even a five inning starter on the Dodgers, you probably have some fantasy value. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's mention Johnny Cueto. This is a guy that goes under the radar a little bit there, but he's been really good, was really good again last night. Uh, he, you know, I found him available in 12-team leagues this week, Fred, uh, and I, I did pick him up in the NFPC Online Championship in a couple of leagues. Yeah, he's been really good this year. 345 ERA, and that's with an unlucky Babbitt. Like, his FIPS 255. That's, mm-hmm. like, that's not Johnny Cueto that we've known for the last few years. So maybe this his strikeout rate's not good, but he's never been a big strikeout guy. It's decent. I mean, we're back to good control skills, and so far he's been keeping the ball in the yard. And basically anything the Giants are rolling out there at starting pitcher this year is working. Like, this is yep. a club that that is right at the top of the league you know, for starting pitcher ERA and, and without, other than Kevin Gossman was like a bit of a name guy in fantasy. It was kind of like, right, like a ninth, 10th round pick, but everybody else like Logan Webb and Alex Wood, these are guys we knew they didn't come out of nowhere in Cueto, but these guys are all uh, far exceeding their draft value and projections. They are big time, big Mm -hmm. time. And they're, they're, they're exceeding their team. Yeah. The team is exceeding too. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, just went to the Dodger stadium this weekend, took it to the Dodgers. Now, returning the favor of what the Dodgers did to them over the weekend. That Friday night game was wild. Uh, You know, thought that they were going to blow it there with the uh, home run uh, by uh, Austin Barnes to tie the game. And then the next batter, Pujols, looks like he's going to hit the game winner. Talkman robs him of the homer. Uh, And then they rally again against Kenley Jansen later on. Wild game, but uh, Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I, I think they might stick around. Like, I know no one thinks they're going to win the division, and I guess I don't either. But I think they might stick around more than people are giving them credit for. Maybe, maybe least, I'm being too optimistic. Maybe longer than people expect them to to, to hang around. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps that they get a steady diet of the Astros. I mean, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. 
Those guys, those teams are just awful this year. Plus, they also swept my Reds in a four-game series, and so there, there was that too. So, good I job, mean, if guys. they can get in, if they can get into the wild card game, I think for them that would be an incredibly successful season. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we, you know, we mentioned Manoa and how he's ready to go right away. Logan Gilbert, on the other hand, wasn't. Did pitch well against Oakland though yesterday. Six innings, five Ks, just two runs. He's getting closer. The last two starts have been a little progressively better. He's he's closer than Daniel Lynch was, at least in comparison, for instance. For sure. And I mean, he's not having control issues. He's only had three walks in his four starts, so that's fine. Uh, he hasn't given up a home run in any of his last three starts. Like, like I'm not going to say he's been good. He's got a 594 ERA this season, but uh, in the four starts. But so I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say he's been awesome. He doesn't seem so far, at least, he hasn't been dominant. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's got. 16 strikeouts and 60 and two thirds, which is oh, like it's fine in this environment. Right. It's not great. He doesn't seem dominant. Like Manoa seems like a different kind of pitcher. Maybe Manoa won't work out at all for me. I don't know. And for all the people who grabbed him, but he seems like he has some dominant potential, like just the size and the, 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 the maybe the ability to rack up strikeouts. Gilbert seems. I don't know. I'm just getting more familiar with him because I'm not I'm admittedly not the number one prospect guy out there, but he seems like maybe when things all straighten out, he could just be like a really smooth, steady pitcher, but but maybe not uh, a dominant one. I don't, I don't know what his high end is, but and it, it, maybe it can be pretty substantial. I always thought of Aaron, of, Aaron, of, um, of Aaron Nola as a bit of a smooth, steady pitcher, but his high end ended up being really high. Right, right. And, um, you know, Gilbert struggled early and, you know, maybe had some early jitters too. And it happens with yeah. a lot of pitchers. This is a rare two-start week for him. Rare because the, the Mariners have the six-man rotation, but he does get the angels in Anaheim without Mike Trout uh, on Sunday. So uh, yeah. might, might not be a bad spot for him. Yeah. And, and, and we all say it, but we all do it, but we know the fantasy community is too, too hyped on the prospects and then too quick to jump off them yeah. when they, when they struggle. Like I, I, I think I wrote a few weeks ago that Jared Kelnick was a sell high when he first came up because people were, and me included, were super excited about it. And right. now he might be, and now in some leagues, he's going to be a buy low because some of his owners are just going to take a look at his batting average and be like, sure, this kid's not ready. You can have him." Yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah. that's right. Um, let's uh, close with a question. Uh, Speedy DeEskimo asks us, hey, I traded for uh, Jose Abreu for Tyler Glass now. It's a dynasty league. Your thoughts on this trade? I think, I'd sooner. I think I'd sooner have Glass now, even though we talked about maybe there's some injury potential mm-hmm. as the innings start to pile up this summer. But Abreu's been fine. He's like I have him on my main team and a couple others actually. He's been good. Like he's been fine. Like, Eight sixty three OPS is basically his career norm. He's been fine. He, he's hitting two seventy. Actually, he's been pretty much steady, Jose Abreu. So yeah, it's it's almost like steady Jose Abreu versus could be way better or way worse Tyler Glass now, right? Yeah. I think that's right. And plus, I mean, there, there's Glassnow's injury risk is present, but, you know, he's younger. I, I think I lean Glassnow in this one, too. I, I think I like it. Uh, yeah. Actually, you have some injury news. I, I lied. We're going to close with something different. Uh, Kyle Lewis just went in the IR uh, for the Mariners. Just got an email uh, from their PR department. Uh, right meniscus tear in his right knee. Uh, so that's not great. Uh, no. So that sounds more than 10 days to me. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I'm no doctor, but my years of writing about fantasy says he's out for a while. I think he'll be a drop by Sunday. He might be. He might be, yeah. but don't they do it now. 
Wait till you find oh, out. If you're in wait daily moves, you, wait till you get more info here. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. But we are starting to hit that point where a third of the way through the season, there's four months left. So mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, like when you found out someone was going to be out eight weeks or something like that, you were like, okay, I got to hold them because I can get four months out of them. Now, if you hear if you hear that Kyle Lewis is out six to eight weeks or something, I think now we're starting to turn the corner where you're like, oh no, I need to stream that spot. Right. I yeah. think I think that's right. And. Okay. We'll find out soon on that one there, but Taylor Trammell has gotten called back up. Jake Fraley could play. This gives Kelnick a little bit of, I guess, we'll, buys him a little bit more time because it's just one less viable outfielder that the Mariners have. Yeah, I think Kelnick's playing no matter what. It's actually been kind of, I've been kind of impressed with the fact that Mariners have just left him in the leadoff spot. Yeah. Like they're not playing any games with them. They're just, I think they're just like, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. You just hit leadoff and do your thing, and like your luck will come around. I mean, there could be a point in time where they start to feel like the kid's getting beat up. And maybe would just benefit from hitting six for a while, um, mm-hmm. just so it's just so that low batting average isn't just staring at everyone at the top of the lineup. But but I think it's cool how so far they just brought them. They they were like I was not, you know, um, I was not favorable to them with how they kept them in the minors. But now that he's up, I think just leave him alone and he'll he'll figure this out and he'll start to hit at some point. He's almost too good not to. So and from those outfield options, I don't think there's much there for fantasy with Fraley and with with Trammell. I think you're right about that. I think you're absolutely right about that. All right, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. we got the Prospect Pod tomorrow. I'll have uh, CJ Colton back, the Siege, joining us on Thursday. So please tune in. Thanks for listening to RotoWire. Get a free 10-day trial at RotoWire. Go to rotowire.com slash try. We'll show you how right now. Try RotoWire today, free for 10 days. Get our premium tools, rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.